Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We always like to visit with our buddy John Kelly, the voice of the blues on FS Midwest, who's on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. Good to have you with us. Hey, Randy. How are you today? Everything's so far so good. John, we've been talking a lot about baseball and the state of the discussions between the Players Association and the owners. And a lot of people assume that once this comes to a resolution or not not a resolution, we'll obviously know if we're going to have baseball or not. Randy and I have kind of been in the camp where we're not hearing as much from the NHL. And we're not hearing as much from the NBA. And we're kind of wondering if maybe the NHL specifically, while they have kind of a general plan in place of what would, what things would look like if they were to return, if they're not kind of sitting back and waiting to see how things play out with baseball first. Do you think there's any truth to that? Well, I, I, I'm not really sure. You're right. Things have been fairly quiet in the last week or so, or, or even two weeks. Not much has been coming out. And there are a lot of NHL insiders and people that you follow that, that have a lot of great information. Um, I know what you're saying. Um, so I guess, in theory, you know, baseball comes back in early July and um, it's going well or it's not going well. And, and perhaps the other sports can learn something from it but in reality you know as we know the NHL would have to make plans in the next two weeks quite honestly um, to come back in early July to get the players back and to have a camp in June and have a schedule and things like that so I know what you're saying um, but as we know baseball also has that other dynamic that they are trying to deal with and that is with the players association so they, they sort of have two hurdles to get over to get back to playing but um, again, it's been pretty quiet from the NHL's perspective. Hopefully we'll hear something in the next week or two about their plans. And, and obviously, as a broadcaster and a, a hockey fan, I hope that we do come back and, and sooner than later, obviously. John, it's interesting because the Blues are anxious about coming back. I'm sure that the, the guys that play for Boston and Tampa, can you imagine being a member of the Red Wings or the Senators and the Sharks after two and a half months, three months off, and having to come back and play out the rest of a regular season if that's the way it's set up? Yeah, um, you know, you can look at it two ways, Randy. A, a lot of people don't have a job right now, and they, they give their right arm to, to be working and making money. At the same time, I understand how a player from those teams would not want to really come back and get in shape and, you know, and just play perhaps four or five games. And who knows, maybe we'd play the entire regular season. It's about 10 games apiece. But that's why we've heard a lot in the last week about a 2014 playoff where the bottom teams would not be included and then say the teams on the bubble would would have some kind of uh, scenario where they play some games to to get into the playoffs. Um, I'm not really sure of the dynamics. I don't think they know at this point. But I think that's why, Randy, they've talked, at least lately, 
about a 2014 playoff instead of having every team come back. And John, what would you think of that 2014 playoff? But with a buy, I think if I'm in the Blues situation with the layoff, I don't think I'd want a buy. No, I think it could be unfair. You know, just um, in theory, let's just say the Blues had a buy and a team like Calgary played Chicago in in a play-in kind of scenario where they play a two of three series and say Calgary won the series, they're a really good team and, and say they would play the Blues and they would already have two or three games under their belt. But Randy, I'm not really sure. I, I've seen some um, writers and read some articles where the teams um, at the top, like the Blues, would play some games to determine standing positioning. Um, because we, as we know, the Blues are only a couple of points ahead of Colorado. I'm not sure that under a 24-team proposal that the top teams would get a buy. I've read different things, and there are different scenarios. So I think it's, it's premature to say that the Blues would get a buy if they do go to that format. John, we've been doing the Play Gloria uh, rebroadcast of the Blues' magical run to their first Stanley Cup uh, championship. And one of the games that we have coming up this week is that uh, infamous hand pass game versus the Sharks. And it's hard to believe that that was a year ago. It seems like it was 10 years ago that the Blues went on that run. But can you take us back to that game and just what you were feeling after that game? Because I think a lot of people in that moment, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, and the Blues prevailed and they bounced back in a strong way. But I think in that moment, a lot of people were kind of emotionally torn because they knew the mental resilience of this Blues team. But so many times in the past, something like that would have derailed a Blues team. So if you could just take us back and, and share kind of what you were feeling in the wake of that game well I think I was feeling um, anger like a lot of people including the players and the fans I remember talking to Colton Pareko on our postgame show on Fox Sports Midwest and, and and he was angry but you know what he said we have to move on and forget about it and that was the message from Craig Berube and that was a key point in the Blues March to the Cup that they put that game behind them it was a terrible call as a matter of fact, it was so bad, as we know, they changed the rule this year. That play now would be reviewable, um, but it wasn't last year. So I think that was a key, and it almost galvanized the Blues in that series. And they didn't lose another game, as we know. They, they won games four, five, and six to win the series in six games. So um, they, they were smart about it. They didn't complain about it. They didn't let it bother them for a day or two. And they came out and played a really good game four and won and then we're, we're by far the better team in games five and six. So I think that was a key part of them winning was putting that terrible, you know, ruling. And the referees obviously missed it. They're human. Um, but that's the way it goes. And they put it behind them and didn't let it bother them. John Kelly, the voice of the Blues on FS Midwest with us in uh, on Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Almost said in the fast lane there. <laughs> close, Michelle's, close Michelle's waiting for me to say that, J.K. Uh, <laughs> But uh, th- th- we have game four, by the way, Friday night here on 101 ESPN. We got a question earlier, JK, about Petro. And uh, w- we love the guy and we want him to do as well as he possibly can. He's just in a bad situation here with th- this pandemic happening when he was going to be a free agent. Well, no question. is bad timing for, for Alex. And, and I'm like you, Randy. I, I, I love him as a player and as a guy. And I'd love to see him stay here and finish his career. Um, But the facts are we're in a unique situation. And not just Petrangelo, but every free agent, whether it's a UF or a restricted free agent, 
is going to feel a pinch coming at the end of this regular season, whenever it is. Um, there clearly will not be as much money available, and I don't see under any scenario where the salary cap would go up next year, um, whether it remains the same or not, and they negotiate some kind of um, unique deal with the Players Association over the next couple of years to sort of spread out the the pain of what's going to happen here. I don't know, but he, he'll still make a lot of money. He'll get paid by somebody, and hopefully it will be – Lewis Blues, but no question, Randy, it's going to hurt all the free agents here. One other important question for John Kelly, former voice of the Avalanche, couple of Stanley Cup championships there, <laughs> a lover of the Rocky Mountains and an avid golfer. For those of us that have never played golf in the altitude, John, what what's the difference in terms of clubs? If you get out from 175 yards on a par four, uh, how much do you club down in the altitude? How much of a difference does it make? Man, this is a random question, Randy. I like it. I love golf, as you know. You know, the general rule of thumb that I was uh, told when I was out there is 10%. So if you're 170 yards, then you would subtract 17 yards, and that would be your actual distance. So 153 or so, right? Okay. Um, roughly, yeah, that's that's about 10%, and, and that's the general rule of thumb. So, But it's a lot of fun, especially when you go up. You know, there's a big difference playing um, in Denver, which is, of course, a mile high, 5,200 feet, as opposed to going up into the mountains, you know, up to Vail or, or wherever, the ball really flies a lot farther up there. So, man, you're, you're a big hitter when you play up in the mountains, you know, <laughs> 7,000 feet. You, you, you feel like a pro then. <laughs> That's got to be fun. I was playing with a guy yesterday that has played a lot in Denver, and I've, obviously I never have, so I just wanted to get the gauge. And 10%, that's a good rule of thumb, because once we get back to normal, I'm going to make it out there, and uh, I'm gonna, you, you have to give me advice on a course in the Denver area, and I'm going to get out there and play. Happy to do it. It's a lot of fun. Great golf out there. All right. John, it's always good to talk to you. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, Randy. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle.